So we missed one session, but no big deal. Um, we'll either just go with what we got, or maybe, maybe we'll make up for loss. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have it all, all six sessions planned out to the to the detail anyway. So it's going to be fine. Um, and thanks for being flexible. And I'm just thankful that um, I can be with you. So that's good. Um, and um, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And it's just an amazing thing that you have provided for you yourself um, to live in us and before us. Um, in Within our lives as our personal, um, your personal presence as a trainer, as a coach, uh, and, and the Holy Spirit is a precious gift. I just pray that uh, we might, understand the Holy Spirit better during these weeks and that what we learn would be practical and help us better to live with you uh, and live for you uh, by the power of the Spirit. Um, and that, that's what we want. So uh, we just commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So um, I'm hoping that this, this course will be practical and to, to just kind of keep us on a practical basis, each section will end with um, questions that you might have. Um, what is new for you, to you, or, um, and what difference, asking the question, what difference does it make? Okay? So we'll study this and go, all right, that's cool to know, but what difference does it make? So we'll, we'll try and do that in, at each section. So, um, let me just start out by saying, okay, uh, this, this benefits the people that are going to answer first. Um, what do you know? Tell me one thing you know about the Holy Spirit. Because the last people that answer that are going to have to say, oh, man, they've said everything I know. So anyway, what do you know about the Holy Spirit? Anybody? He's the helper. He's called he. He's a teacher. He's God within us. Comforter. Comforter. Our seal in Christ. Intercession prayer. Part of the Trinity. Anything else? He's pretty great. Yep, amen. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's spirit. Yep. What do you think, Steve? You got something to throw out? He's a counselor. Yep. Emily, you got one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> so, you know a lot about the Holy Spirit, and I'm assuming that you know a lot about the Holy Spirit. Um, and um, the first question is, somebody already answered it. Uh, who, who or what is the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit an it, he, or maybe even a she? Well, somebody said, um, we call him a he, right? Uh, and um, so like it or not, guys, that's what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, a he. We don't, even though the Holy Spirit sounds like maybe if you're talking about a spirit, you might say it, it. But we don't talk about that in the Holy Spirit, because, about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is a person. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, this means that we have to talk about the Trinity. Somebody said a member of the Trinity. Um, 
Who wants to give us a short summary of the Trinity? Anybody want to try? Get us started. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, what else? Can you add to that? Three persons, but one being. Okay? Mm -hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Three persons, one being. That's pretty good, huh? In perfect harmony with one another. Okay? Anything else you want to add to that? Okay. They're equal as God. Yep. But they have different roles. Yep. Within the Godhead, they have different roles. I mean, that's good. All right. All right. Um, so, the Holy Spirit is God, member of the Trinity. So, that might be a doy statement to all of us. Um, the Holy Spirit is God. But let's, let's just look. Um, it may not be as obvious as we think. We know that, but it's hard to find. Like with Jesus, there are passages that say Jesus is God. And, of course, the Father is God. It's hard to find a passage. You know, the Holy Spirit there's, is, is the least talked about member of the Trinity, okay? Um, we know a lot about his works, but him himself, um, we have to do some looking and... Um, um, but, but let's look at um, Exodus 31.3. So get your Bibles. We're going to be using our Bibles a lot. You, if you've got your little um, on the phone or the ones under the seat or however you want to do that, let's somebody look at Exodus 31.3 and, and read that. Okay, well, this is God speaking, but he says, I have filled him with what? The Spirit of God. Okay, so um, this is the Spirit of God. Um, maybe, you, maybe you can take that in various ways if that's the only passage you had on it, but it's the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 9, somebody read that. Okay, there it is again. Spirit of God. Keep reading. That's interesting, isn't it? Called the Spirit of God, but then he's called the Spirit of Christ. Um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, there's the question, who really lives in us? Is that I accepted Christ? He lives in my heart. Well, is it Christ? Or is it the Holy Spirit? Is it both? You know, so... Um, That'll, that'll come later on. But it's called the Spirit of Christ, called the Spirit of God, okay? Just, just um, we're, we're, we're thinking about the Holy Spirit as God. Um, but the Holy Spirit is not part of God, like his breath or just the power of God. He is God. Okay, that's, that, that's important because you could maybe take those passages we just read, the Spirit of God, like a spirit that comes from God. Or a spirit, the spiritual part of God is what I have. Um, but these verses talk, 
help us to understand that God, the Spirit is God himself. Not just a part of God, not just the power of God, not just an influence from God, but God himself. Now we have to, we have to compare verses to get at this. Um, so somebody read Exodus 17, 2 through 7. Mary, why don't you do that? And then, um, Joe, why don't you read Hebrews 3, 7 through 9, okay? And let's just compare those. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so I want you to catch here. These people were, were grumbling and testing. Who are they testing? Who does it say they were testing? Moses and? Yeah, Yahweh God, okay, the Lord. Um, let, me, um, let me get that too. Um, 17. I was, I was looking at the verse there. Uh, it's like right here. Okay. Um, I mean, verse 2, he says, so Moses says, give us, they, they said, give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? And the word for the Lord there is Yahweh. Okay, whenever you see the capital L, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in the Old Testament, that's the name for God. That's not just Lord. If it's just saying Lord, then it's, then it's capital L, but all the rest of the letters are small. So you may know that, but that's, that's helpful to know. So um, he's saying, you are grumbling against Yahweh, Jehovah, Yahweh God. Okay, now read Hebrews Three, seven through nine. so I get the right verses here. Um, yeah. So the Holy Spirit here is the one talking, right? It says, therefore, the Holy Spirit says, right? Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion of the day and tested in the wilderness where, the, where your fathers put me to the test. The whole, so the Holy Spirit is saying, your fathers put me to the test. And when you read that passage, it was Yahweh God. So when they were, when they were putting 
Yahweh God to the test. They were putting the Holy Spirit to the test. So there's, a, there's an identity there, Yahweh God and the Holy Spirit. Putting Yahweh God to the test, they were putting the Holy Spirit to the test. So there's these, there's these clues. There's, there's, it's hard to find a passage that says, the Holy Spirit is Yahweh God, okay? But these passages are, are very clear. You just read that and you're going, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, very similarly, Isaiah 6, 8 through 10. Um, Carly, why don't you read that? And Kyle, why don't you look up Acts 28? Okay, all right. Now keep that in mind. Now read Acts 28, 25, 27. Okay, so Kyle, in that in that passage where you read, who who told this to Isaiah? The Holy Spirit told this to Isaiah. And when you read that, Carly, back in Isaiah, what does it say? Who said these words to Isaiah? In verse eight. And he said, so. Yep. So, um, there, there again, very clear. Um, in the mind of the writers of the Bible, inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, it was the Holy Spirit that said this. But it was the Lord that said this. It was God that said it. It was the Holy Spirit that said it. So, you, you put this together in your mind, and when you realize, okay, this, the Holy Spirit of God is not just some kind of power or anything. It is God himself. When the Spirit is speaking, it is God himself speaking. Yahweh God. Okay. Um, similarly, 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Um, let's see. Megan, why don't you read that? 1 Corinthians 3, 6. And Joel, why don't you read 2 Corinthians 6, 16. Okay, you are God's temple, and God's spirit dwells within you. I mean, even that, you are the temple of God. His spirit lives in you. Well, who lives in you? God does. But, but read 2 Corinthians 6.16, Joel. Okay, so the living God lives within us. The Holy Spirit is the one who lives within us. 
So, again, the identity of the Holy Spirit in God. Not just a part of God, not just a breath of God, not just a part of God, a power of God, an influence of God, but God himself is living within us. Uh, John 3, 6. Um, let's see. Daniel, why don't you read that? And let me get your name. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, Emily. Okay. You read 1 John 5, 4. All right, let's see, let's see what those things say. <clears throat> okay, so now First John five four. Okay, so who gives us this new birth in, in 1 John? Who, who who's it say does that? Okay, but in John 3, 6, it said it was the Spirit. Okay, so the Spirit gives us birth. Who does that? Well, that's God. When the Spirit's given us birth, it's God. When God's given us birth, it's the Spirit. So um, the identity there. Now, um, here's two. Steve, why don't you read Acts 5, 3 and, and then 4. Okay, verse 4, it says, um, he lied to God, uh, the, well, the Holy Spirit, and then the, the next verse says, he lied to God. Okay, so, um, these are just some of the verses. I, I, again, this might be a doy thing to you, but I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is God, and the Bible talks to him as God. It almost just assumes it. It doesn't like tell us it doesn't say okay i want you guys to know that the holy spirit is god it's just that in all these passages um the writers of the bible the people of god knew and understood that when we talk about the holy spirit we're talking about god himself all right so um any questions about that anything new to you and then what difference does this make so any, any questions that this raises? Was that any of this new to you? What difference does this make? Okay, good question, and we'll get to that, all right? Um, that's the very next section. Good segue. Good, thank you very much. Yeah. What difference does this make? Our culture, <coughs> our culture, we have the Holy Spirit 
Okay. I like what you said there. I mean, people think of, when you say the Holy Spirit, um, it, it's interesting how, how American culture is veering towards ancient pagan religions, you know? And when you're in Rwanda, for example, where we served, spirits are to be manipulated, you know? They are powers that you manipulate for your purposes, you see? And this is very important. The Holy Spirit is not some kind of power that God has given you control of. But some people treat him like that. So this is very important. This, this makes a difference. The Holy Spirit is God. And we don't control God. We reverence God. We ask God. We submit ourselves to God. We do what God says. We don't tell God what to do. We ask him. And if he's gracious and it fits in with his plans, he'll do it. Well, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit operates in the same way because he is God. Okay, so that is, that's important. It's not just something that we know up here. Okay, I know mythology now. The Holy Spirit is God. No, this is really important for how we relate to the Holy Spirit. So keep that in mind. Um, the, the other thing is, um, it's the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. That's God himself. That is God of the universe himself lives in you. It's not a part of God. It's not an influence of God. It is God himself in you. Okay? So that makes a big difference. What's in me? God is. Who is that? It's God himself. So that's big. So, um, so some of these theological points, it's easy for us just to, you know, yeah, okay, the Holy Spirit is God. We all know that. Yeah, so what? Um, so what? Yeah, it is so what. There's a big so what to that. And, and, and um, you see this kind of infiltration of, of, of a, a sub-Christian perspective of the Holy Spirit in some Christian circles, okay? And sim the simple fact of recognizing the fact that the Holy Spirit is God himself can take away a lot of that foolishness. Okay, now there's other stuff that we'll have to say about that. Okay, so that's, that's the first point. The Holy Spirit is God. And uh, it's a doy point, but I want you to see it's there in Bible, and I want you to know it makes a huge difference, okay? You might want to meditate on that, even in your personal time with God. Um, the Holy Spirit is God. Just meditate on that, what, what, what that means to you. Steve? Yeah. We might see him as sitting on a throne or like coming in fire. So it's just so different from the Holy Spirit that we have. It's hard to get our head around it. Yep, that's good. Thank you. Um, so point number two, the second thing is, so we're just talking about who is the Holy Spirit. What's he like? The Holy Spirit is a separate person from the Father and the Son. Okay, somebody said that. So a lot of these points are things you guys know. Um, and person, 
Well, um, a person means that the Holy Spirit is not just the power or influence of God, the Father, or Jesus. Rather, the Holy Spirit is able to think, to speak, to lead, to act, and work, to teach, to discern, and decide on his own. He has his own thoughts. He has his own acts. He has his own leading. He has his, his speaking, okay? Um, Jesus said some stuff, and the Holy Spirit says stuff. Jesus does some stuff, and the Holy Spirit does some stuff. So to say that the Holy Spirit is a person in the Trinity means that um, that's the best word we can come up with in our language. Human language, is, it's, it, it doesn't do justice to, to God, but that's, that's the word we can use, a person. Because we know the person. Person, you know, Kyle is different than, than, than Carly. And they've got their own personalities, their way of thinking, their way of, their way of talking, uh, what they do. Um, and um, <coughs> such is the Holy Spirit as compared to Jesus, the Son, and the Father. Okay, so here are three passages that show the interac interaction of the three persons of the Trinity. So this is getting at Carly's question. Why then, if, if the Holy Spirit is God, why do we talk about the Holy Spirit? Why not, you know, isn't that just the same as talking about God? Well, yes and no, okay? Yes and no. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Somebody mentioned this in, in what they knew about the Holy Spirit, but some, somebody, um, somebody, somebody read that. Isn't that interesting? So the Holy Spirit is God, but what does he do? He intercedes for us. So when we're praying to God, what does the Holy Spirit do? He prays to God on our behalf. He's like a translator. He says, we don't know how to pray in our weakness, in, in the limited perspectives that we have. And we'll talk about that, how the Holy Spirit does some of these things. But the point here is that when we're praying, the Holy Spirit is praying with us as a translator to God. Okay? Um, so that's really interesting. And it just shows, hmm, there's something different. The Holy Spirit is God, but he's praying to God. So there's something going on here that's a mystery. So the, the Trinity is a mystery, okay, um, that, that we see here. The Trinity isn't something. I think some people have the idea that the Trinity is some crazy thing that theologians cooked up. Um, no theologian cooked this up. In fact, throughout the history of, of the church, there are people that tried to um, explain it away um, and say, well, it's not really the Trinity. It's really that God appeared as, at sometimes he appeared like a father, sometimes he appeared like, Jesus, sometimes he appears like the Holy Spirit, but it's just God. But a passage like this doesn't allow us to do that. It doesn't allow us to do that. There's the Holy Spirit. Who is God? We just found that out, and that's why it was important to know the Bible says that. But this Holy Spirit is praying to us, with us, to this Father. Okay, John 14, 26, um, 15, 26, 
and then 16. Why don't, uh, let's see, Joe, why don't you read John 14, 26. Amy, why don't you read John 15, 26. And then um, Royce, why don't you read John 16, 7 through 15, okay? So let's, let's just see what, what, what's going on here. These are really interesting passages, yeah. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is going to be sent by, how's that going to work? Read that again, Joe. Okay, the Father's going to send the Holy Spirit, but in the name of, of Jesus. And then he's going to teach us what Jesus said. Wow. So that's cool. I mean, you know, um, different things going on here. How about um, similar type of stuff in John 15, 26? Okay, he's going to bear witness about Jesus. So he's not Jesus. He's going to bear witness about Jesus. Jesus is going to send him from the Father. Okay, so you see this stuff going on in the Trinity? I don't, there's probably no other place in the Bible where these, you, you see this kind of interesting interaction in just one or two or three verses. And then you've got um, um, uh, Royce's passage there, 16, 7 through 15. Okay, just a minute, right there. So Jesus, what's Jesus going to do? He's going to go away. But he's going to send in his place the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not Jesus. They're separate. Go ahead, Royce. Okay, just a minute. So when Jesus goes, he's going to the Father, and he's going to send the Holy Spirit. Yeah, cool. All right, go ahead. Okay, so he, he's not speaking on his own authority. He's speaking on somebody else's authority. Okay, mm-hmm. All right. All this, all this interaction going on, the Father, Jesus, the Son, the Spirit, all interacting, doing different things. Okay, so that's why, um, that's why we, don't, we can't just talk about the fa the God as a single thing. We've, 
the Bible just doesn't allow us to do that. There are passages like this. And then you've got the baptism of Jesus. Um, look at Ma Matthew 3, 16 and 17. Um, uh, Joel, why don't you read that? Matthew 3, 16 and 17. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, oh, and yeah, verse 17. Okay, there you've got it again. You know, there's Jesus being baptized, Spirit of God coming down, looking like a dove, and the Father speaking from heaven. Uh, you just can't get away from it. And so that's when the theologians got together and said, what's going on here? And um, they, they took decades decades of thinking this thing through and trying to figure out how can we express this mystery in human language. So they came up with the creeds and stuff like that that try to do their best at, at helping us understand what's going on here in these passages where you've got Father, Son, Spirit, uh, they're all God, but they're all interacting. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, so the Holy Spirit is a separate person from the Father and the Son, all right? Um, them. The Holy Spirit has a unique personality and role in the Trinity. So somebody else had said something like to that effect about the Trinity. The Holy Spirit has a unique personality and role in the Trinity. That the Holy Spirit is a person means he has his own personality. Okay? Anyone want to take a stab at distinguishing the personality of the Holy Spirit from that of the Father and Son? How is he different as a person, as a personality? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is within us, okay? And that, and that, and that's pointing too to something we're going to talk about—the different roles too of. Of the of the of the of the Holy Spirit as as compared to the 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 other members of the Trinity, yeah, um, yeah. Well, how do you picture the personality of the Holy Spirit? What else can you say? Okay, really strong. Okay. He's very patient. Yep. A servant. Yeah. Yeah. I see that too. What else? He's a listener. Else, you see, see the personality of the spirit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know what he thinks. What do you? What do you? I mean, this is off the subject, but just think. I, I'm just thinking about the tunnel of fire. I wonder what the Holy Spirit thinks about that. 
She was talking about the tunnel, of the fire tunnel uh, that some of these churches, you know, they make a tunnel with, with theirs and the people go through and they go falling all over the place and, and, and everything. So um, what does the Spirit think about that? Anyway, um, I, I see, too, the Holy Spirit in these passages and others as being very humble. And I think that's why we know less about the Holy Spirit than we know about the other members of the Trinity. Um, what, what did Jesus say in, in John? What did he say about the purpose of the Holy Spirit? What did Jesus say his purpose was going to be? He's going to be a helper. Yep. Okay, a teacher. What's he going to teach? Yeah, it says he's not going to speak on his own. Whose truth is he going to say? Is he going to speak of? Jesus. Jesus. And what does he say? What does he say? He's going to come to do what? To glorify me. The Holy Spirit does not want to bring attention to himself. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to glorify Christ, magnify Christ, exalt Christ, make Christ known, help us to live Christ-like lives. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He's a facilitator. Yeah, good, good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lesser of the three. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely. No, that's absolutely true. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so we've we've got um, we've got the fact that the, the Holy Spirit is a separate person from Father and Son, and has this 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 uh, this 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 personality and role, like Roy said, he started us out, the, the Holy Spirit is the one that's within us, okay? And um, he's within us to bring the things of Christ to us, okay? He's the one that brings us to Christ in the first place. It's the influence of the Holy Spirit. It's the influence of the Holy Spirit that makes Christ dwell in our hearts and helps us to live like Christ, it's his power. It's his conviction. It's his work. So um, this is his role. This is his personality uh, within, the, within the Trinity. So um, are there any questions that you'd like to ask at this point? Um, is any of this new to you or helpful? Um, and what difference does it make? Anybody got any, any, any responses to those? Yeah, I think you're good on that one. Yep, you betcha. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that, how he does that in a little bit. Yep. But I th you're, you're, you've got something there, you bet. Yep. Any other questions or, or anything that was new that you'd like to point out? Or, um, and then what difference does it make? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for that. Yeah. What difference does it make? That's the kind of difference it makes. What else? What comes to mind? What? Yeah, Jim. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Joe, that's good. And, you know, this all ties together, too, because you realize, again, it's not some kind of power or influence that's in you. It's God himself sitting in you, like you said, while you're watching this or doing this thing. It's God himself participating with you in life and, and, and watching you. And um, there's the convicting thing. Well, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. But then there's also... I want you to be all that you can be in Christ. So there's somebody in you every moment of every day, waking or sleeping, that wants you to be everything that you can be in Christ. Isn't that amazing? That makes a tremendous difference. It's not just some kind of power zipping around in there. No, it's a person. It's the person of God himself in the Holy Spirit who is in us, um, concerned about us every moment of every day that as John said he wants us to thrive in Christ not in the way that maybe we want to thrive that's probably that's part of the problem you know we, we got our ideas of what thriving means um, but but he knows and he's working towards that end and, and, and praise him for that so um, yeah that's good um, Another, another thing I thought of in terms of what difference does it make, so it's, it's a person that dwells in us. It's, it's somebody that we can relate to very personally who lives within us. It's not just a power, some nebulous influence once again. It's, it's the Holy Spirit with a personality uh, and relating to us as a person. And that's, that's a tremendous thing. Um, again, these are just thoughts, theological thoughts that are big, and heavy, but they, they warrant just spending maybe a, some of your, your quiet time with God just thinking about that, you know? Uh, Holy Spirit, I learned about you, your personality, your person actually living within me. Let me just meditate on that and see what it, think about what that means. Maybe read some of these passages. Okay, um, let's, let's talk about um, the differences between the working of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, this is really important, okay? We'll see why. 
Um, some would say that the Holy Spirit, or maybe they haven't really thought about it, but kind of in their minds, they think that the Holy Spirit started his work at Pentecost. What do you think? Before that, he was kind of like dormant or something, um, hanging out, waiting for, waiting for the church to be born. And then he came at Pentecost, and that's when he really started to do his thing. Is that, it, it, what do you say about that? Okay, I like that. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. That's, 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 really, that's really cool, that, that we of right at the beginning, let us make man in our image. Yeah, um, with the writer at that time didn't really know. Moses, who wrote that, didn't really understand what he was saying, but it was the Holy Spirit in, influencing him to say. We'll talk about that in a little minute too. Um, yeah, so if he's really God, he didn't just pop into existence at a certain point in time. He's been, if he is God, and we already established that clearly from the word, then yeah, he's been there eternally. And he worked in the Old Testament. He just worked differently. Okay? Um, we already saw that in one of the passages. You know, we saw that. It said when, when the people tested Yahweh God in the wilderness, it was the Spirit of God that they were testing. Now, um, uh, Revelation through the Bible, not the book of Revelation, but the revelation of God throughout the Bible happens in stages, and um, it's progressive. So that some of the stuff that God, in his sovereign will and purpose, decided to explain more fully to us in the New Testament wasn't really put out there clearly in the Old Testament. But apparently, if you put the things together, what we know about the Holy Spirit now, the Holy Spirit was working with the people that the, the presence of God that was working in the midst of the Israelite people in the wilderness in those experiences was actually the Holy Spirit. And so when they were grumbling and everything, they were grumbling against the Holy Spirit. Of course, the Holy Spirit is God, so they're grumbling against God. But, so he was working then, but he, work, he worked differently, all right? Um, how did the Holy Spirit work differently in the Old Testament times. Let's look at that a little bit. Um, Exodus 31, 3. Uh, why doesn't, um, Carly, why don't you look that up? Exodus 31, 3. Um, let's see what that says. Okay, that's just a little thing there. But um, God is, is talking about the building of the tabernacle and all that went into that. And he says, I've got this guy, his name's there somewhere. Uh, I've got this guy, and um, God says, I'm going to fill him with my spirit, the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is going to give him ability, intelligence, knowledge, and craftsmanship. So that he can, so that he can be 
a craftsman to craft all the amazing artwork and stuff that's going to go in to the building of the tabernacle in those days. Okay, so the Holy Spirit um, gifted this guy in that way. Okay? Um, we can think of the gifts of the Spirit today. You know? So there's something similar going on there. The Holy Spirit was given to this guy to do that. Um, now, now there's a difference. I just let that compute a little bit. Think about that. Um, then judges. Um, let's see, Mary, why don't you read Judges chapter 6, 34. See what that has to say. Okay, so here we see the Spirit of Yahweh, the Spirit of God. What did he do? What's it say he did? He clothed Gideon. You know, there's similar, similar um, language used in the New Testament of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, I mean, just notice, this is the Holy Spirit working in the Old Testament. And he clothed him with power with, um, so that he rose up and fulfilled the destiny, the calling of being a leader of God's people that God wanted him to do, okay? Um, let's look at 1 Samuel 16. Um, Daniel, why don't you read that? 1 Samuel 16, 13, and 14. That's an interesting passage right there. But uh, <laughs> spiritual warfare, we, 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 that was a whole other topic there. But um, um, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers. And then what happened? It said the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward, okay? And... The, the implication here is that the Spirit of God came upon David in some kind of special way and gave him the ability to be the kind of king that he became, okay? It says from that day forward. And then conversely, Saul, the king that was replaced by David, the Spirit of the Lord withdrew, all right? And was no longer living with him, no longer empowering him, no longer being present in his life, okay? So, just keep that in mind. So that's the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles 24.20. Emily, why don't you read that one? Second Chronicles 24.20. Okay, so here, the Spirit of God, again, the Holy Spirit, it says, depending upon how your translation translates, mine says clothed, Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, and he stood up and he prophesied uh, over the people. So the Spirit of the Lord came upon this guy, 
to give them the ability to prophesy, okay? Um, so, so we see the Holy Spirit doing things like that, coming upon people to enable them, to gift them, to uh, enable them to minister, um, to fulfill God's purposes for their lives. Uh, David, uh, Gideon, um, and then he left Saul because Saul, you know, blew it, that sort of thing. So if the Holy Spirit did that, what happened to Pentecost? What was the new thing that happened to Pentecost? Okay, let's read. Second, uh, Acts 2, yeah, 16 through 18. Joe, why don't you read that? Acts 2, 16 through 18. Okay, so what is, so it says in the last days, in the last days, um, something's going to happen that's going to be different. What's, what's different about the working of the Holy Spirit in the last days? He said it. Okay. Okay. All flesh, all people. Now, you know, obviously, if if because the Bible trans uh, influences or, or translates the Bible, um, it doesn't mean everybody. It means everybody who belongs to God. Okay, as opposed to in the old days, what 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 did we see was the pattern in the old days? Well, here's a craftsman, and the Spirit came upon this craftsman. He didn't come upon anybody else. He came upon this guy. Okay, and then there was Gideon, a leader. Well, there were lots of leaders, but the Holy Spirit came upon Gideon. All right? Um, God's Spirit came upon people chosen by God for special tasks, special purposes. And apparently, because in the case of Saul, when they were finished with their task or when they blew it, the Spirit left. Their time was done. Okay, so that's how the Spirit worked in the old days in the old testament but in the later days and 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 this prophet this what he's saying here in 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 verse 16 is that we are in these last days so this is what what you see happening here is what was prophesied for the last days and there's a sense in which the last days that's a whole nother topic began when jesus came okay because he was the messiah and the messiah was promised he was going to inaugurate the final days. And he came. So we're in those final days. They're just longer than anybody expected them to be. <laughs> so, um, but but that's, that's, that's the point. So, yes, God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And then he gives examples. Okay? He gives examples. Old people, young people, women, men, servants, everybody. Um, it's not just going to be on, on kings and prophets and certain people. All right, so that's the new thing. Um, and then um, we'll, see, we'll see this in a minute, that um, 
as we go through this study. The, the other different thing about it is the Holy Spirit doesn't just come upon somebody like Gideon and then leave when his task is done. That's not how it is anymore. It, for every child of God, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell with that person who is a child of God, as a child of God. Okay? Um, it's not like the Holy Spirit comes when you go to church and then leaves when you're done. Or when you're preaching, the Holy Spirit comes and I've got the Holy Spirit and then when I'm done preaching, he's gone. No. From the moment I accepted Christ, and we'll see that later on, the Holy Spirit comes into my life and stays with me throughout my life. Okay? So, um, any questions? Anything new to you in this? Um, and what difference does it make? Yeah, no, that's, it's the same deal. It's just that the, the point was that he doesn't come on all of Israel. He comes on people appointed by God for special tasks, elders uh, at times. And we don't, it, there's no indication that, um, there's, there's some indication that he came upon them for them to prophesy. And then did they, did they still have the spirit? We don't know. But it's kind of that come and go type of thing on special people in special situations type of deal. Okay, mm-hmm. What else? Any, any questions? Um, anything new to you that you'd like to point out on what difference does it make? Absolutely, yeah. It's something, yeah, something to thank God for every day. It's a huge difference. Yeah, what else? Anything else that comes to mind, the difference that it makes? I think many Christians live as if the Holy Spirit operated like he did in the Old Testament, kind of coming and going. Um, maybe for special people, or maybe, yeah, maybe he's in me, but he really works in special people. Um, pastors, and missionaries, and, you know, people like that. Um, but, uh, no, this is important to realize. The same spirit that's in, I don't know, who's a spiritual giant that you can think of out there, um, one of, your, one of your favorite, one of your spiritual heroes, that same spirit is in you, okay? Um, and uh, like we said earlier, working in you to help you be all that you can, can be in Christ, just like he's helping that person. God just has a different purpose for that person, you know? Um, the Holy Spirit doesn't work in every person the same way, but it's the same Holy Spirit. And not everybody's gonna be a Billy Graham. Um, but praise God for Billy Graham, 
but not everybody's going to be that. Um, one in a million. And um, some, some are just stay-at-home moms. And the Holy Spirit is working in them to make them the most Christ-like stay-at-home moms they can possibly be for, for Jesus' glory and for his work in the people within their circles of influence. You know, um, you're working security at, what's that place? Um, Fillmore. Yeah, um, that's your job. That's where God's got you, you know. The Spirit of God is there, working in Steve to make him the best guy for Christ that he can be there. And we'll, we'll talk about that, what, how that works, walking with the Spirit. We can cooperate with that or not. We can be oblivious to it or not. And then it's kind of like if, if, a, if, if, if a co somebody's trying to coach you and you're just kind of walking in your own world, oblivious, not paying any attention to what that person's going to do. That coaching isn't going to do you very much good, but he's there. He's there. So um, that's, that's one of the reasons we want this course is so that we are more aware of the Holy Spirit and what he's doing. And we're not walking around oblivious when this wonderful gift that God has given us is in us. Um, yes, we will. Yep. Abs absolutely. Yep, yep, yeah, for sure, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and I think the other thing is that the whole, so a, a lot of people have this idea of the Spirit coming and going, you know. Um, when I'm good, the Spirit's with me. When I'm bad, the Spirit leaves, um, you know, that, that sort of stuff. So this makes a difference in our lives. These theological points uh, make a big difference in our lives. Um, so... This is just a, a sidelight. Reading the Old Testament, New Testament, you need to read the Old Testament in light of the New Testament, okay? Um, there are all sorts of spiritual um, aberrations out there because people forget that the old, we are in New Testament times. The New Testament doesn't just mean that section of the Bible, the New Testament. There is a testament, a covenant, the new covenant in Christ's blood. We are in the new covenant of Christ's blood, not in the old covenant of the law and the working of the Spirit in the old days. So um, whenever you read the new Old Testament, um, read it in light of the New Testament. Um, you, you need to do that. You need to be careful to do that. Um, <clears throat> so there we go. Um, let's just finish up. Let's go on to... Um, um, let me see. I'm going to go another 10, 15 minutes. Let's get started here, which is cool. That, that'll get us into, um, we're going to make up time here from missing last week. This is good. We're not, we're not even rushing things. Here, here, Steve, you can pass those around. Um, so, we want to now talk about the main purpose of the Holy Spirit. We, 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 we touched on that, um, but this is really, really important. The main purpose of the Holy Spirit to glorify Christ. Um, now, that's not necessarily what everybody thinks. What are some ideas out there? If you just asked 
the Christians out there watching YouTube and going to all these different churches, what, do you, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives? What might they say? Well, some people might say to give us a fire bridge or whatever that thing is, <laughs> fire tunnel. <laughs> um, what, what kind of things might people say? Guidance. Okay, and 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 um, it's not that it's not that some of these things are not true. He gives us guidance. Yeah. What else? If you ask people, what is the Holy Spirit within you to do? I mean, we already said to help us pray. Didn't we say something like that? What else? Give us power. Yep. Mediator. Okay, mediator. All right. What what's the Holy Spirit with us to do? To teach us? Convict. Reveal truth. Okay. All right. These are all good things. Then you can get into some of the crazy things like um, what? Levitating? Yeah. Well, to, to give fantastic experiences. Some kind of otherworldly, fantastic experiences like holy laughter or slaying in the spirit or, you know, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. Um, fantastic experiences. Okay. Um, so what we're, what we're saying here, and, and we'll see this in these passages, we're saying, maybe except this last one here, because <laughs> you all came up with some really good ones here. These all have one overarching purpose. And what are we saying that purpose is? All right, to glorify Christ. All right. He gives us guidance so Christ might be glorified. He helps us to pray so that Christ might be glorified. He gives us power so that Christ might be glorified. He's a mediator between us and God and helps us with those things. Kind of like, kind of like you're not the mediator like Christ was, but so Christ might be glorified. He teaches us that Christ might be glorified. He convicts us that Christ might be glorified. He reveals truth to us that Christ might be glorified. Okay. Um, Let's, let's read. Um, so we read, we read some of these already. Let's just hit them again. Um, John 14, 16 through 18. Let, let's just go down. Uh, let's just go like this. Kyle, read John 14, 16 through 18. Carly, John 14, 26. Uh, Joe, John 15, 26. And Mary, John 16, 13 to 15. And, and Royce, Acts 1, 8. Let's just read those. 
Wow, now that's interesting. Um, yeah, what does that say about the Holy Spirit there? What's that? Well, yeah, no, not necessarily. He's with us forever. Yes, mm-hmm. We'll come back to that. I'm thinking about that last one where he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And he's just said, who's going to come to us? The Holy Spirit. Okay. So somehow, the Holy Spirit is not Jesus. But somehow, when the Spirit comes, he, he comes in us to represent Jesus in us. Okay. There's some kind of a close, mysterious connection there. Um, and we'll come back to that when we talk about who's really in us, the Spirit or is it Jesus or is it both, you know. But, okay, just, just realize there's a sense in which when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, Jesus is dwelling in you because the purpose of the Spirit is to represent and glorify Christ in you. All right. Okay. Um, John 14, 26. Let's hear that from Carly. Okay. He's going to come, come into us to teach us the things of Jesus and bring to mind the things of Jesus. Okay. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. Okay, Joe. Okay, so he's going to testify about Jesus. He wants people to know Jesus, to know about Jesus, to know the truth of Jesus, okay? Uh, John 16, 13 through 15. Okay, so um, the Holy Spirit is going to be taking the things of Jesus and transferring them, making them real in our lives so that he, so that Christ is glorified, all right? That's his, that's his purpose, all right? Then Acts 1.8, finally. Okay, so you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Some people like to put a period right there. We will receive power, and it's all about power. And how many songs out there about power, power, power? Um, but what's the power for? What's the, what's, the, what's the passage say? It doesn't end there. It's the power for what? To be witnesses, you will be you will be receive power so that you can be my witnesses throughout the world, starting in Jerusalem and going out to the ends of the earth. 
That's why we have the power of the Spirit. Not so we can do weird things, you know. Um, that's why the Spirit gives us power. The Spirit doesn't want to do weird things. He wants to glorify Christ. So, I mean, just this just answers a lot of questions and sweeps away a lot of the garbage. The Spirit wants to glorify Christ. That's why it's so important. Well, not unless you want to. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, then look at how it happened then. Um, Acts 1.8, it says, and you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then um, look at Acts chapter 2, where the Spirit then does come upon them. Um, look at verse 9. Somebody read verse 9. Is that, is that, is that, is that nine? Okay, four. Okay, four. I, I think, let's see. Yeah, four. Yep. Okay, so a lot of times, again, period. And everybody wants to speak in tongues. Okay. But what was it, what was, what was the speaking in tongues? What was it all about? Okay, read, the, read, um, read verse nine, 10 and 11. Okay, so that's what the speaking in tongues w was about, which, so that they would hear the wonders of God. And of course, as, as the sermon goes on, you realize the wonders of God he's talking about is Jesus and his, his coming and his death and resurrection for the salvation of the world. And so that's what the speaking in tongues was all about. Now, people say, well, there's different speaking in tongues. There's, you know, prayer language and all that kind of stuff. There may be, I don't know. But the original, when it says, the Holy Spirit has come upon you, that's what was prophesied in 1.8. And then in chapter 2, we see that actually being fulfilled. They spoke in tongues so that everybody, and it gives the whole list there, would hear of the works of God in Christ in their own language. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. That's why he does stuff like that. He doesn't just give people to speak in tongues so they can speak in tongues. I mean, what, what, what purpose is that? He wants them to speak in tongues so that the wonders of Christ can be known to the peoples of the world. Now, we'll talk about, you know, some of the, the gifts and the, the miraculous gifts and, and speaking in tongues and all that when we come to spiritual gifts. But I'm just talking about here at Pentecost, what that was all about, okay? Um, and then in, verse, in Acts chapter 4, Verse 31. Somebody read that. Acts 4.31. Okay, this is a really interesting passage. Acts chapter 4. It makes me think about how I pray 
Um, so the, 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 the early church, the apostles were being persecuted, and they were actually thrown in prison. They were flogged and all that kind of stuff. When they were released, when they were released, they had a prayer meeting. And what they prayed for was not, God, take this suffering away from us. No. What they prayed for was they prayed that God would fill them with boldness. Isn't that amazing? I mean, how many of us pray like that today? We pray, oh, God, you know, th these bad things are happening. Save us. Take us out of this, you know. Um, they, didn't, they didn't, there was not one word. You can read that prayer. Acts chapter 4, another good thing to meditate on in your quiet time. They, they just prayed, God, give us boldness so that Jesus is glorified. Well, that's the sign of the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit, indeed, he gave them boldness um, to continue to speak the word of God with boldness in spite of the threats and persecution that they would face. That's what the Holy Spirit gives power for. That's what he does. That's what he wants to do. He wants to glorify Christ. All right, let's let it go with that. We'll, we'll come back to that and um, look a little bit at, at some of the other passages, but then bring it, bring it down to... Um, um, what difference does it make and all that? Okay. Um, that's good. Any, any question, last question, takeaway, something you want to say before we call it quits tonight at 8 o'clock? Yes, yeah, Steve. Yes. That's not a concern. That's right. Yep. And we'll talk about that. I mean, the Holy, the, the, there's different things talked about in the New Testament. In the New Testament, it's talked about um, quenching the Spirit. It's talking about grieving the Spirit. But it's not, it doesn't talk about the Spirit leaving. Okay? Um, but we'll, we'll talk about some of those things as, as we go along here. All right. Good, Steve. Thanks. Well, thanks, you guys. It's a good start. And... Um, We'll see you next week, hopefully. Hopefully nobody will get COVID or anything crazy like that. Let's pray. Lord God, we, we, uh, we prayed for, your, for just to be, have a good time talking about you and your spirit. And uh, indeed, um, I don't know, I had a good time. And I, I just thank you for being able to talk about the, 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 the marvelous gift of the Holy Spirit. And may, may I know the Holy Spirit is, 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 is humble and wants to glorify Christ. But we, we, we thank you for the Holy Spirit just because of that. And so may we learn much and apply much um, so that we can walk better with the Spirit and cooperate with Him, understand what He's doing in our lives, and live lives um, that, that are pliable and usable in the hands of the Holy Spirit. So go with each one here, and I pray that we just be able to come back next week, uh, everybody healthy and well and ready to go. In Jesus' name, amen.